The Minnesota Wild dropped in the Athletics prospect rankings from last year to this year. Plus, what would an all-star team from the Central Division look like? And which Wild player is going to have the best time at the State Fair? We discuss on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. If this is your first time tuning into Lockdown Wild, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the rest of the offseason. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we discuss Corey Pronman's prospect rankings for the athletic Minnesota Wild dropped a couple of spots this year compared to where they were last year. So we'll take a look at who made the top 10 and who made the top 10 in the Wilds prospect pool as well. We'll also take a look at the Central Division. What would a draft of players from each team look like to field a roster? And State Fair is underway, so we'll discuss which Wild players would have the best time out there at the great Minnesota get-together. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, joined by Mr. Monday, Alex Micheletti. Alex, we have hit state fair time, which means August is pretty much over, which means September is here, which means preseason is close, which means the season is close as well. We are finally in the home stretch before the start of the NHL season. I'm not breaking any news here, but I cannot wait yeah, the sports abyss is finally coming to an end, thank goodness. And we got NFL and college football right right around the corner here too. So yeah, it's just it's you know, it's a great time of the year and you're just antsy for um, you know, hockey to start. So I cannot wait. And you know, it was a really fun past season. Um and so yeah, we're ready to continue and hopefully the wild can uh make it back to the playoffs. Yes, most definitely. Now We start by talking about something that is looking into the future a little bit with the athletics prospect pool rankings. Corey Pronman went through and ranked every team from number one, which happened to be the Anaheim Ducks, all the way down the list to 32, which happened to be the Boston Bruins. And just taking a look at prospects 23 and under in these rankings. So that gives you a little bit of an indication as to who will be on this list and who won't be, but the Minnesota wilds make the top 10. In fact, they are 10th on the list. The top 10 includes Anaheim at one Chicago at two Buffalo at three, the New Jersey devils at four Columbus at five Montreal at six Ottawa at seven Detroit at eight Seattle at nine and the Minnesota wild at 10, just above the Philadelphia Flyers, who uh, I actually figured that they would be way lower on the list because <laughs> I just assumed that Chuck Fletcher emptied the cupboard. But um, the Wilds' top 10 prospects in that list include Matt Boldy at one, 
and really no surprise there. Although this is kind of in that gray area of, is he really a prospect? He's, he's an NHLer in my mind, but is included on this list uh, to start it off. Then you have Marco Rossi at two. You have Jesper Volstead at three. Charlie Stramel at four, which uh, is interesting. And we'll talk about here in just a second. Danilo Yurov at five. Rock Faber at six. Marat Houston-Dinoff at seven. Caden Bankier at eight. Liam Ugren at nine. And Carson Lambos at 10. Uh, Adam Beckman, 11. Riley Height, 12. Jack Peart, 13. Uh, and then they have in the has a chance to play category, Hunter Height, Damon Hunt, Rasmus Kumplainen, Rieger Lorenz, Kyle Masters, Servak Petrovsky, and David Spacek to round out the prospects that Pronman took a look at. And so in just looking at that list, um, what surprises you more, the fact that the Wild were 10th on the list or the ranking of the top 10 prospects in the Minnesota Wild system? I, I think the ranking of where the prospects were, I don't think the the 10th um, is surprising just because Marco's got a hit. If Marco doesn't hit, then then that's a, that's a big issue because, you know, he was picked so high. And if, uh, you know, if he doesn't, turn out that that's a real blemish uh, um, as far as where the where the prospects are for, for the wild so he's got a he's got a hit this year so uh, it was I was more surprised on, on the order of the of uh, how he ranked the prospects I think Ogren's gonna have a really really good chance to have a really long career with the with the wild and um, mm-hmm. so I think he needed to be be higher there I mean Stramel is coming off a five goal season so you know well, hopefully with my case things, uh, you know, taking over at Wisconsin, uh, you can help Charlie, you know, improve on those, on those numbers. Uh, but I think Ogren needs to be higher. I think a guy like Damon hunt, he might actually play this season, uh, depending on if, if Addison gets in the doghouse, you know, because, you know, Damon can, can play the power play. So, uh, I think that's a guy that could actually play in the NHL, um, this season. So yeah, there was some interesting, um, on the rankings there. I think Gustin Didov, uh, should be a lot higher too. I think he, he's setting himself up to be a, you know, top in the top six, um, here re- really soon. And the exciting thing too, I think is that we're going to get a chance to see all three of those guys. It sounds like at the same time, they're, they're kind of lining things up, uh, Ugrin, Yurov and Houston Dinoff are lining things up to head to America at the same time. And so you get those three cooking. I, I did think it was interesting that Stramel was ranked at four, but then I remembered that Pronman was one of the guys that was highest, I think, mm-hmm. on Stramel in the draft. And so he's he's kind of reinforcing those views into thinking that Stramel can you know, with a a solid system in college can really develop into a quality prospect. And the fact that he's put on this list above a guy like Brock Faber, uh, I think is interesting, but the other point to consider with these is that these lists are all subjective. Oh yeah. It, It depends entirely on what the person writing the list, cause you could go to Scott Wheeler's list and I'm sure it's, yeah, they're the same publication. Yeah. yeah, but the eye of the beholder 
Um, I just find it interesting that uh, the Wild were at eight last year, dropped to 10 this year. Pronman gave the Wild a C-plus for their draft. Really, we won't know until these guys either get to the NHL level or don't. That's really the only time that you can properly evaluate a draft, which is why we're starting to do so much of that with Chuck Fletcher, uh, because those guys have pretty well all graded out. Um, but, you know, these these next handful of drafts, four or five years down the road, we'll be able to get a sense of what Judd Brackett has done. But still, it's been a wild team that's been right around the top 10 every year that uh, that Brackett and Garen have been uh, in charge of the draft since they took over. Yeah, ex- exactly. And uh, now it's, uh, it comes down to the, you know, getting those centers and, and hitting on those. That's the, you know, that's the biggest thing, especially, you know, still dealing with, with the cap issues and you're hoping, you know, two or three years, maybe four on some of these guys and you hope they can fill those center holes uh, because uh, for whatever reason, uh, it's been so hard to get a free agent center here, obviously because of the, uh, the cap hits. So, yeah. Yeah. And spoiler alert in our next exercise, the wild do not have a center on the list. And so that continues (laughs) to be an area to look at. We are going to look at how the Central Division would look if we put an all-star team together with players off of each roster. So we'll go through that and we'll discuss some names that got snubbed, should be on, should not be on. We'll discuss all that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Football season is here and you can get ready for the NFL with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So if that offer is not tantalizing enough, Head to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick the season off with more from FanDuel. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms, and do be so kind as to give a five-star review on either Apple or Spotify. Those uh, help us in terms of, uh, of putting us out further in the algorithm uh, for both platforms. Uh, the more reviews you get, the more you get seen. And so that, uh, that allows for more people to, uh, to be part of, as I'm calling it, Lockdown Wild Nation. We'll come up with a better name as we get closer to the season. But um, those, those reviews help just getting the podcast out there more. So make sure if you haven't already, take the time. Give us a review, one, two, three, hopefully four or five stars. Whatever you, whatever you, uh, whatever you feel about the show, we uh, we appreciate the feedback. All right, Alex, let's look at we're putting together an all-star team, and what we're doing is we're taking three players from each roster to field a uh, full team, 
plus a couple of extras. But the thing here is with only taking three players per team, you got to be selective about who gets what spot. And that's going to come up in a key area related to the Minnesota Wild. But I just don't think there's a better way to do it. So let's just go through the list. I had you put this together so that I could uh, kind of look through it and then we can discuss. Um, so let's let's just go right off the bat with the three players that you picked for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, I went with uh, Kaprizov, Boldy, and Brodine. Uh, I, I couldn't leave Brodine off. I, it just he's such a rock star on the back end, and you yeah, and you need a shutdown guy. Uh, he's one of the best in the league at what he does. Um, you know, you see him when he plays Connor McDavid, he just uh, makes Connor's life just, just, it's, a, it's really tough uh, to get a space against Brodeen. And so um, I had to put him on there. Kaprizov's obvious. And then Matt Boldy, um, what an end of the season he had regular season. And so Mr. March. Yes. So I think he's just going to run with uh, how he, how, how he did that at the end of the regular season and just, you know, go into superstar mode here this upcoming season. Now people may say, well, what about Philip Gustafson? Well, as we're going to see, you can only have three goalies on the roster and there are three pretty good ones um, in the central division Uh, for the Avs. Again, this one is, this one's pretty set in stone. I don't think there's another way to do this. No going with uh, McKinnon, McCarr, and Rantanen, as you did. Um, yeah, yeah, there's no other, yeah. yeah. If you're picking three per team, those are the only three choices. Yes, there's no, yeah, there's no debate. Gorgiev had a great season right. for them, but again. He's not better than the three that I picked that we'll talk about, you know. Yeah. Moving to the Predators, Roman Yossi. UC Saros and uh, Philip Forsberg. Uh, so there you have it. Your first goalie. Yep. Probably the best in the division. One of the best in the league. And I forgot just the level of attack that he faced <laughs> this season. It's was- unbelievable. And he's, he's the smallest goalie in the league too. And it, what he does is it's just incredible. Yeah, so he, you're definitely taking him. You're taking, now I got to say, a top three so far for defense of Makar, Yossi, and Brodeen is pretty <laughs> gross. Yes, yeah. It's it's unbelievable. They can all skate. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing. And a top six that so far has Kaprizov, Boldy, McKinnon, and <laughs> Rantanen. Forsberg's probably going to be a third line guy. Yeah, which is sorry. And he's a he's a stud too. Uh, it's it's crazy. And Lots we'll get we'll get to why as we move to um, as we move through these teams. So Chicago, you had Connor Bedard, Seth Jones, and Taylor Hall. Bedard again is probably going to be a third line guy in this team. <laughs> Right. which is just insane to think the the number one overall pick the Blackhawks were so hard to pick uh yeah you know, the you know, the talent that's uh left that team over the past couple of years it's crazy in retirements and uh you know if this is the end for Jonathan Taves what a career uh one of the best uh 
best leaders in all of sports for the past decade. So, you know, if it is the end, what a run. So, yeah. uh, you know, they did acquire Taylor Hall. So that was a pick. And then, you know, Seth Jones, you know, he's a really polarizing player, but, uh, you know, he's continue, continued to make all-star games you know, no matter what. Somebody needs to be on that third yes. pairing. So <laughs> you can't have you can't have all top line defensemen. <laughs> so we go to the Blues, and it's mm-hmm. Cairo, Falk, and Pareko. Cairo, love that selection, love that inclusion there because the speed is second to none. He might be one of the fastest players, if not the fastest player in the division. And then Falk and Pareko are good on this team, good depth guys. Yes. So take that um Dallas and again we're we're starting to see the clearer picture as to the goalie situation right Dallas it's Robertson Heiskanen and Ottinger there's rock no solid other, there's no debate no other choices so now your top four <laughs> for this team that is going to go toe-to-toe against whatever the Pacific Division's all-star team looks like your top four on defense McCarr Yossi, Brodeen, and Heiskanen. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? Like that? <laughs> that's Stop. as good as you can get. Yeah. Gross, gross, gross. And now what you probably do, um, what you could do is Kaprizov, McKinnon, Robertson, <laughs> and then Boldy, Rantanen, and Forsberg as your second line. Sick. Yes. It's just oh, but wait, there's more. Uh, so that may not end up being how that goes. Uh, for the Jets, Hellebuck, Connor, and Morrissey. And then for the Coyotes, Schmalls, Hayton, and Keller. Pretty rock solid. I mean, those three, that was, you know, uh, the Coyotes top line, and they they actually we're really, really good this, this season. Hayden had a breakout and, uh, you know, Keller's superstar mode and Schmaltz is, uh, you know, consistent as they come, uh, in the central. Yeah, I would, um, I'd maybe put Clayton Keller on the second line of this team. Yeah. He's that good of a year. Yeah. I mean, his, his passing ability and just, he can snipe, uh, you know, he's, he's so much fun to watch on a team that, you know, loses a lot and he still, you know, puts on a show. Matt Boldy can play center. Yes. Yep. He, he can do it. So there's, there's why no Philip Gustafson, because you've got Connor Hellebuck, you got UC Saros and you got Jake Ottinger. I mean, you and can't, that's, <laughs> they, they do so much for those three teams too. Yeah. I mean, uh, just imagine all three of those teams without, who they have in that they would <laughs> they wouldn't be playoff teams if Gustafson is the fourth best goalie in the division those are the three in front of him yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I mean the it's it's a stacked it's a stacked division which is why we see things so tightly bunched in spots and I've talked about this on the the national show and I think we've talked about it as well, but you've got, you've got Colorado and Dallas up at the top and there's a little bit of a separation. And then the wild have good top end talent, just need some additional scoring help. 
And so they're right in line with teams like, you know, Winnipeg is a, is a trendy pick for this season because they have kind of started to get rid of some of the disgruntlement and more of that's on the way. But then you've got St. Louis who's trying to be on the up and up Nashville's trying to uh, get back to the top. And so you have Minnesota, you have Winnipeg, you have St. Louis all are kind of right in, right in line. And then you have, a little bit more separation and you have the likes of Arizona and Chicago. So it's, it's a division that has tons of talent, which is why some of these games that should be wins usually end up being the ones that you have to really, really sweat. Yeah. I mean, this division is going to be an absolute grind to be in the top three. I I think people are sleeping on Nashville. Um, They, I just, I, I really like the makeup of that team. And you got a guy, you know, like those three that we mentioned, uh, you know, Saros, Yossi and Forsberg, those are three pillars at each different uh, position. I mean, and you had a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, I think that was just a gigantic move by, by Nashville. You know, you win by up the middle strength and uh, that was a, huge key addition a guy like ryan mcdonough goes unnoticed too uh that was that was a huge move this this past season and uh you know uh again he'll uh, be pretty rock solid you know you can ask tampa how much they missed ryan mcdonough it was it was a nightmare with their defense without him so he's he's a key cog uh, that goes 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 unnoticed a lot so watch out for nashville and you look at the the top three the Mm -hmm. wilds dealt with a handful of injuries throughout the season. Yep. Colorado it was like they were running the Oregon Trail and their wagon capsized while they were trying to fjord it. Um god, I loved that. Uh I loved that game as a kid. Um <laughs> but they they just had every bad thing that could happen did it seemed like. And then you have the Dallas Stars who you get to the end of the year and you're like, did they use injured reserve once? <laughs> Yeah, they they lucked out. Yeah, it was incredible. And the only issue they ever ran into was Pavelski. But then he he came back, you know, after getting hit by Dumba, and you know he had, had like that four goal game in yeah. Seattle. Yeah, it was that was crazy. That series was was unbelievable. Yeah, it was that was that was fun to watch. And yeah, uh, yeah, with with Colorado too, just the whole Nashuskin thing too. It was again, yeah, again, then that Seattle. The Kraken were, yeah, it was unexpected. So, yeah, it was interesting in the playoffs for the Central, too. You never know what you're going to get, which is a perfect motto for the great Minnesota get-together because it seems like there is something new every year. And so we're just going to toss to finish today's show a little hypothetical Minnesota Wild-related State Fair question. That is on the way after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Seth Topol joined by Alex Micheletti. Alex, the state fair going on right now, the great Minnesota get-together. Tons of food, sights, smells, sounds, lots of people watching. And I know there are several wild players that uh, take part in the state fair with the team at uh, – the, the Minnesota Wild booth. 
But my question for you that we'll finish today's show with is which wild players do you think would have the most fun at the fair? Obviously, huge, huge crowd environment, uh, unique food. Who, who do you think and why is the correct answer Jake Middleton? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we, we saw him. Uh, you know, at the uh, Minnesota United game uh, against Seattle today or, you know, and earlier today. And um, yeah, it was, he was just sitting amongst the regular people there. It's just unbelievable. And he kind of went unnoticed, you know, it's a different, different crowd. So maybe they're, they're not used to, um, you know, watching him play hockey, but it was just so cool to see him just uh, taking in, uh, a game there in the community and yeah I, you know every time he's on a podcast or you know being interviewed with by our buddy kg it's uh he's just he brings so much energy you know he started the tarps off movement uh with reeves there and so yeah it's uh what a guy um you know you know missing teeth mustache the whole the whole thing just he's vibes uh to 100 percent some other guys, obviously the new guy, Pat Maroon, big rig. Um, you know, he is an absolute character. I'm sure he loves, you know, uh, to eat uh, fair type of food. And, uh, we know he loves his beers too. So I'm sure, uh, you know, just checking out all the, all the beers and, uh, you know, um, you know, obviously the captain Jared Spurgeon is a, is a fan favorite to, you know, uh, Russo had him on his podcast and, you know, they had people like out the door trying to, you know, see him and meet him. And he's such, he's such a classy guy. And, um, you know, yeah. everybody enjoys um, when they, when they can see Jared. So those are three that come to mind. Why do I feel like Maroon would be in the midway the whole time? Just all, all the games, like the, the mallet thing where you hit and the, the bell goes up to the yeah. top. He'd be doing that. He'd be doing the ring toss where you throw the softball at the milk bottles, all those carnival games. And I have to feel like your odds are pretty good that he would win every single one of them. Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, he's got a couple kids, so, you know, the, the pressure's on for him to get stuffed animals and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's, he's good at the, you know, making the, um, you know, they have the, uh, basketball, uh, one that's popular too. I'm sure he would just drain, drain the, in, into the basket too. So yeah, just, just an absolute character. Uh, you know, some, uh, a place like that is made perfect, uh, for, for Patty. Yeah. I feel like some of those, some of the Swedes, Brodeen, Erickson they just would go get every food item that there was. Like hundred percent. So you'd come back and you'd see like Brodine with a shopping cart of just all the fair foods. <laughs> um, Cause those guys like they, they like their food. And I think that would be the thing that they would enjoy most about the fair. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you know, the, 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 their metabolisms are so high too. They just, they can like our buddy, Nick Lewis. I, I don't know if you saw on, on uh, his list of just in pictures. Tired reading it. Yeah, it's amazing how how much uh, you know different drinks and food items that he got through in his one one day there. I I was like, oh my goodness, uh, yeah, it was it was hilarious. He made uh, or he responded to one of the uh, my tweets to him. <laughs> he said, uh, I said, how's your stomach doing? And he said, uh, Joey Chestnut uh, responds to, to to me. So it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, yeah, good stuff. 
what is uh, what is your go to um, when you're out at the fair, out mingling or uh, or taking in one of uh, one of your dad's regular appearances yeah. on nine to noon, or any of the other fine programming at KFN? Uh, I'm all about the mini donuts. Uh, any, any, if I can find mini donuts, that's, that's one of my favorites. Uh, uh, sweet Martha's cookies obviously is a staple and pronto pups, you know, so it's, yeah, those are the go-tos for sure. Mine is the, um, the lobster roll. Okay. I, I was pronto pup is, is a go-to, so I'll get one of those too, but I stumbled upon it in the, um, the it's it's right around the the k-fan booth there's that cantina with a bunch of different like fish spots in there and i saw lobster roll on the list and i was like bingo bingo just outrageously good yes. a lot of butter but you need that for good lobster and oh, <laughs> i'm gonna need to go and get one now yes yes yeah i'm gonna have to well, that uh, will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So uh, mention as well, if you have not already, make sure you check out the uh, Minnesota State Fair. Who knows? You may run into one of us there uh, just mingling through the crowd. So make sure you go. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any great Locked on Wild content between now and the end of the off season. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.